right, welcome back, folks. Scott and I are back with another great topic this week. This one's a really great one because we're talking about force-free dog training and what that means, what it's about. There's so many different ways to train your dog. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when we talk about the different training methods, ideally, you know, you hear through word of mouth or, you know, through a friend or family member, the methods they chose, whether it's force-free, which I'll, let me just talk about what force-free means first and I'll dive into the details yeah. of it. So force-free dog training is basically um, uses humane techniques to instill positive behaviors and routines, including using a clicker trainer. Um, so for example, um, you're not using things to kind of startle and scare your dog or intimidate them or inflict pain. So when we talk about using force free like treats, praise, and things of sorts to kind of get your dog to where you want them to be in training. Um, so it's not using like shock collars, um, e-collars, citronella things, trays, sprays, and things like that to punish your dog. It's more a reward-based training method that you're going to use when to get your dog on board for things. Um, when you talk about forestry, um, it's backed by psychologists because they, and behaviorists, and animal behaviorists, because they understand that dogs learn um, and with different types of reinforcement. So essentially, that's what force free is. And what I was to backtrack or what I was talking about, there's different training methods and ways to train your dog. What we're talking about today is force free. I'll touch on a little bit about the other methods and, um, you know, kind of how to navigate through that. And I know you did some training with Archie. Did you, did you, when you started training with them, did you know about the different types of training methods and how did you choose which one to go with? No, we didn't know anything. We just kind of, we went to the puppy place yeah. we were recommended to. Um, luckily, mm -hmm. she was generally a force-free, positive reinforcement type of stuff. Um, it wasn't until later, and as we started to start to learn more, and as we look for, like, his next round of what we're going to do, and really when exactly. we got into, like, doing agility and talking to that trainer and starting to really get a feel for where things are going. Like, you don't, especially when you're new dog owners or new puppy owners, you, you yep. kind of see what you see on TV or YouTube and you don't really know the difference. Exactly. Exactly. You know what you know. And so if you see, you know, stuff on TV or you Google what works, like especially if you have those unwanted behaviors, it's not more about, okay, which training method do I use? Like, what can I use that's going to work for my dog? You know? And yeah, so yeah. let's let's talk about the four three methods of training. So you might hear me say uh, positive and negative. So what I'm referring to when I go through this, I'm talking about positive and negative. When I mean positive, it doesn't mean good or bad. It just means adding or removing something um, when it comes down to training. So when you talk about force free training um force free trainers like myself we love using positive reinforcement which just means adding a desired stimulus or reward um so is it for example if you're asking your dog to sit you will reward them with a treat or a praise um so that they want to do the behavior a little bit more and humans are no different we're probably using positive reinforcement every day when we go to work because we get paid for working right and so that's why we go because it's a positive reinforcement because we're never going to get paid at the end of the week, every two weeks, or whatever your payment schedule is. So we use it every day in real life. So we use dog, so in dog training, positive reinforcement, we use a lot of praise, a lot of rewards, and a lot of treats to kind of get them to where you want them to be when it comes down to dog training. Um, another method that we may use too is called negative punishment. So essentially what that means is taking away or denying a, a dog's expected reward. So for example, um, when you're coming in a house and I tell my clients all the time, your dog's jumping on you and they expect like a pet or a hug or whatever it may be, just stand still. 
that's exact. That's taking away the reward that they would get until they do like sit and whatever, and then you can go ahead and greet them. So you can go about um, training that way using positive reinforcement. And ideally, when you're working on basic obedience, because that's what all dogs um, learn, you start by you know asking them to sit, give them a treat ask them to go down, give them a treat. And so the same thing when you're working with like a fearful dog, you want to use all positive things to build that association so they'll want to do it more. But at the same way, with work with punishment, turn your back for dogs that jump, or just, you know, if they're nipping and biting, taking away the toy, you know, so just removing whatever it is that's going to get them, you know, to perform the right behavior. So everything I'm talking about is dog trainers lingo, but I'm, I'm a firm believer in the more you understand how I teach and how the dogs learn, you can help maneuver them through the process. So that's what four-speed dog training is about. And just to touch on the other forms a little bit. So when you're talking about um, positive, um, uh, when you're talking about positive punishment, that's actually adding like yanking, adding some type of um, punishment to the dog. So that's like yanking the chain or even pulling on a leash. That's considered punishment for the dog. And ideally, we don't use that form of training. Not saying that is, you know, the other trainers out there that use it. Like I tell, um, when people ask me, like, oh, you know, I hear about using a choke collar, choke chain or stuff like that. Is it right or wrong? What I tell folks, you have to do what works for your dog. Um, not saying it's wrong. There's um, pros and cons to each type of training and method. Um, you may hear that with positive reinforcement trainers forestry that we use too many treats. And, you know, it, it's not that we use too many treats. We do, you do what works for your dog. So, um, but keep in mind the pros and cons, but that's a whole nother log we'll talk about. Um, going into some of the things that you can do at home to kind of start the force-free training with your dog to kind of get them on board and stuff, um, because I know it can be challenging um, sometimes in general, um, even figure out what to do. So let me give you some tips to start with those common things that you may be experiencing with your dog at home. So far as the jumping when it comes to your dog, um, when guests come in. So you can start with teaching them sit. That's an easy command and to stay for guests coming into the home. So start simple, like, you know, five minutes out of the day, ask your dog to sit and start giving a reward and praising them for that. You want to get them in the habit of like doing things um, when you ask them. So you're going to use treats for that. So when guests come in, I tell folks all the time, give them a treat, tell them to ask the dog to sit and then give them a reward. Those are all um, forms of force feed dog training using um, treats. And if you don't have treats, ask your dog, ask the guest to tell the dog to sit. And then you're going to ask them to praise them by saying, yes, good boy, good girl. And that's another way to start the force feed dog training as well. Um, and we talked about um, the negative parts of it, turning your back. So if you don't have treats and stuff and your dog's jumping on gas, you can do that as well. Um, just standing still or just turning your back and waiting for your dog to sit, that's taking away the reward. And that right there is something really simple you can have everyone to do across the board to kind of start the force feed dog training if your dogs jump in. Um, Scott, you used that with Archie too. Um, do you still have to do that with them or no? No, he doesn't really jump anymore. Thanks, but he's pretty big. So oh, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I was still Scott early. It's only for a little bit. All right. And another one that a, a good technique to start the forest free dog training, forest free dog, yeah, forest free dog training is on walks. Um, big, um, big calls, like a lot of calls I get with clients are dogs pulling on walks and things like that. Um, one thing you can do uh, when your dog is walking and they start to pull, just stop. Just stop. Wait till there's some slack and on a leash that when they stop pulling and then you move forward again. They pull again, you stop. And that's the way when you're taking away their reward. The reward is actually moving forward and walking. 
Okay, when you stop, you're taking that away. And so if you stop every time your dog pulls and wait till they kind of stop pulling and move forward again, what you're teaching your dog is like, hey, when you stop pulling, you get to walk further a lot longer. And then what you'll realize is that your dog does stop pulling because they realize they get to walk a lot longer, a lot faster if they just don't. So that's another way until you can train them some loose leash walking and start to, you know, doing the force free way as well um, to get them on board. Have you ever tried that with Archie? Yeah, we used to do that a little bit because when he would pull, we'd just stop because he's, depending on what mood he's in, he can be a really big puller. Other times he just yeah. won't walk. So when he's a really big puller, we'll still do that, hold them or we'll tell him, hey, give him the time to sniff and then it's time to mm -hmm. walk. And then we sometimes will hold that, especially when he's younger, we started to do that a little bit more as well. Just it does work and it makes, mm -hmm. especially when they're, when they're thinking, it makes them think, what should I do? What should I do? And then they realize, okay, if I give some slack, then we can all walk together type of thing. Exactly. Exactly. They seem to figure it out really quickly, um, especially on those nice days when they want to get far. But those are some few things you can start at home. But just remember, dogs learn by association. Um, we learn by association things we go through. We learn by praise and rewards. We're no different than our dogs. So if first come to shove and you're, you're like, okay, how do I get this trainer on board? Just think, use treats, build up that association, reward them for things, get them. I talk a lot about getting your dog in the habit of saying please and thank you for things. Just means sitting for things, sitting before they go out the door, sitting for um, basic obedience. And so that's the way you can get them kind of on board with things. But I know this may be a lot of information. Scott has a link that he's going to drop in the comments. And you guys can get like an overview, get the um, images of what I'm talking about. So you can save that um, post um, to that link um, that Scott's going to post. And then you can go back to it. And you can start to start your dog on the force-free um, dog training method. Um, before we wrap this up, Scott, do you have um, anything to say to the folks to kind of piggyback off this force-free dog training method? Yeah, just going back, we've I put the link in the po in the comments on mm -hmm. Facebook. If you're listening to this as a podcast, head over to our Instagram account at Down for Pause, and it'll be one of the pinned reels, of pinned posts at the very top, so you can check it out there as well. Um, but yeah, I think there's massive benefits to you know force-free training, positive. It's just you build a better mm -hmm. relationship with your dog, and and it's just I know um, it's one thing that I really found out about it. I really, we really embraced it, and we just love the concept of it. So. Um, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you're, if you're unsure, you can always reach out to me. I'm always, you know, open to answer any questions, getting a training plan together, figuring out what is the best method for your dog, you know, and hopefully it is force free. But if you guys have questions, just reach out. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Nope. Yeah, that you guys can reach out to Pam, dancapause.com, Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever is the easiest way for you. Uh, we're across all, all social platforms and everywhere. So check us out. All right. All right. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Okay. Take care. <laughs>